And please pray with me. Heavenly Father, uh, be with us today as we remember um, Memorial Day weekend, that people actually gave their life um, stamping out evil, uh, trying to promote freedom in our country. Help us to remember what it's named for. Amen. This is, of course, Memorial Day weekend. That means that we're memorializing something, right? To memorialize means to remember. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of us in, in our country are not quite sure what, what it is. Uh, um, somewhere between the car sales advertisements and the sales brochures that, that come out on this day, um, we, we forget. But we need to remember um, what it's about. It's about remembering those who died in battle for this great country. That's something serious to contemplate. It's not the same thing, you know, as um, people who sacrificed uh, and paid their taxes this year. Uh, people who, who sacrificed by um, living up north in the cold when they could have been one of those sloths that moved south for the winter, like those people over there that just made it back now. Um, so um, it's a serious uh, subject that we're trying to remember here, that many Many young people that were too young to vote and, and too young to even know what real love was about. That many young men who, who lied about their age and lied about their health and not to get out of war, but to go to war. They did that to defend their country, their faith, their liberty to defend the world against downright, literal evil. This weekend is to remember those who gave their lives for this country. I've never been there. When I signed up, uh, technically it was still the Vietnam War era, but there wasn't much going on anymore. I've, I've never been there, but I've gathered this much from the realistic movies that have come out in recent years that, that war is um, Hades. You know, that's that much more polite word to say hell, but I'm not going to say that word hell from a pulpit, okay? Hades. War is Hades. Always has been. Always will be. In the past, we only glamorize it in our movies by not showing what it was really like. Surely the one who looks forward to it is someone who's never been there, okay? I personally can only conjure up in my mind uh, that war has to be the closest thing to, to Hades. And I know that there are different views uh, on war. Um, some hold that, um, that war is never justified. In fact, when I was driving back from Duluth just yesterday, I was behind a car that had a bumper sticker on it that said, war is never the answer. I wish that was so. These people really believe that no war was ever justified. World War I, World War II, whatever. For them, war is always unacceptable, period. I wish life were that simple. In Germany, 75 years ago, Polish people were being exterminated, exterminated like bugs. And so were Pol uh, gypsies um, and uh, Jews and, and Christians and 
um, all kinds of evil that was going on. And there was a man by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Many of you know the name. He was a pretty, pretty famous theologian. Uh, he could have escaped the war as he was studying over here at Princeton, here in America. He was a pretty famous theologian, a famous pastor. He tried to be a pacifist, remember? He tried to follow and read as much as he could about uh, Gandhi. He struggled internally for years trying to remain a pacifist, but he too realized there was too much evil in his home country. So he got involved in a plot to overthrow Hitler and his government. For that, he died in a prison camp. Some people would still question whether he was right to go against the Nazis. ISIS is probably a modern-day example, huh? Um, a diff different brands of Muslims and Christians are being slaughtered by other Muslims, okay? The goal of ISIS, as they have plainly stated, um, is, as it was for Muhammad and, and the caliphs throughout history, is to destroy all in their path to become world dominators, okay? What do we do with the Muslims that are being slaughtered in ISIS' path? What do we do with the Christians that are being martyred? Simply let them bear the cross? You know, should they simply accept God's mysterious will as their life is snuffed out, shot, beheaded, whatever it may be? The evil runs rampant. Is it a problem the world needs to jump into? That's what needs to be contemplated. There's a great British philosopher, a guy by the name of John Stuart Mill, who wrote a book once on logic. And in there he had this ugly line, okay? War is an ugly thing, but not the ugliest of things. Worse yet is the decayed and degraded state of moral feeling which thinks nothing is worthy of a war. That was certainly his view on um, going to war. Sometimes, though, war is necessary to use military means to achieve freedom and peace. There was a tremendous cost uh, of life in the Civil War. What an ugly day, ugly war that was for America. But I firmly believe that, that Abraham Lincoln was right in liberating millions in slavery, right? There was an enormous price paid in World War II, but until, of course, we rewrite history, Roosevelt was right in liberating Europe from the Nazis. Difficult questions. Shoot, we have trouble with it even in America today, don't we? Is a police officer wrong for taking the life of an armed killer? Um, when the alternative might be the gruesome deaths of innocent victims. We don't seem to think there's an answer to it. What about an army then for rescuing foreign citizens from torture and from execution by taking the life of a ruthless opponent? What was our world, what was our army, what was our military doing in World War I 
in World War II. We're pretty much in agreement in America that those were necessary. It seems to be a much more gray area when we think about Vietnam, unfortunately. It seems to be a much more gray area about Korea and especially about Afghanistan and Iraq. What in the world are we going to do if Iran gets a nuclear bomb? Knowing, of course, that she would be more than happy to use it against her enemies because they don't seem to have morals at all, or at least good morals. At what point do we try to stamp out evil? War is necessary. Um, It was in the Bible. That first reading was rather grotesque. Um, Beheadings, uh, uh, falling on swords, um, all the ugliness going on there. It should have gotten an R rated. You know, it should not be in the children's Bible anyway, wouldn't you agree? Uh, Desecrating bodies, all this um, in the Bible. But note, too, the valor that was there. The idea that no one was left behind. What our military takes as its theme today, it, come, it too comes from the scriptures. Uh, risking life simply to reclaim the bodies. And did you think that this is a one-time incident in scripture? Permit me to read a few more. First Samuel 15. This is what Yahweh says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt. Now go, attack the Amalekites and totally destroy everything that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men, women, children, and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. Another one that should be edited out. Joshua 8 Joshua did not draw back the hand that held out his javelin until he had destroyed all who lived in Ai. Deuteronomy 3. So Yahweh our God also gave into our hands Og, king of Bashan, and all his army. and We struck them down, leaving no survivors. At times, not a man, woman, and child was allowed to live by God's orders. Why? Some would say it wasn't really God at all. Some would say it was just deranged people who wrote the Bible and stuck their uh, uh, ugly thoughts in it. I think not. I think God wrote the Bible and that he knew that an evil nation that was hell-bent on destroying God's people as they came out of Egypt. Remember, they had seen, they had heard about the miracles, and they knew that Yahweh was beginning this nation that had a Messiah. They were hell-bent on destroying God's people and his plans. Evil had run so rampant in the world that they were defiant of heaven and earth. Remember also that they were not set out on world domination. Remember that all that God was making for his people was a 40 by 60 mile section of land with whom these people could remain 
distant from the godless, wicked people of earth. All he wanted was a small parcel of land about the metro area from whom he could bring Messiah, God's only hope for the world. There are times in our evil world that war is necessary. A time that God Almighty has sanctioned it and sanctions it today. And so it is fitting for God's people then to sanction it, if our God does. In fact, it is then fitting that Christians in a worship service can rightfully honor those who have died in service to country against evil. But of course, uh, we always need to keep in mind that we, America, are not God's chosen people. We're not God's nation. There's no promise of heaven if you happen to die in service to country. If that were the case, then we wouldn't be much different than ISIS, who says to their warriors, if you die, you you go to heaven, get 70 uh, virgins or whatever their number is. There's no promise of heaven if you die in service to America. We can die in service to country, and it may be well in service to God's cause. But sometimes in America, sometimes in America, we get this funny idea that if you die in service to country, you're automatically glory-bound. Well, that would be different than the gospel that God's Word always tells us about. The gospel that plainly says, for instance, in John 14, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. That's a pretty famous one. We know the line. We need to know what it says. The pretty famous line from John 3, everyone knows that one too, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And then it goes on. For God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already. It's a difficult phrase. It's, it's a difficult understanding, okay. But it's a picture of the world that is sinking down because of its own sin, weights on its ankles trying to stay afloat in a Minnesota lake. The weight of sin on our ankles. We can't keep afloat. We're going down for the third time. But then the, the life ring is thrown out in Jesus Christ. And faith in Jesus Christ alone is what saves. Not dying in the military for America against an evil cause. There's that phrase that goes, there are no atheists in foxholes, and I I believe that it's true. But more, I pray that in the foxholes, our boys are recalling memories of good godly parents, of good godly Sunday school teachers who taught them once about a God who loved them so that he sent his own son to sacrifice his life for theirs. So that if, and these foxholes, 
These young men die on the field of battle. They die not only in service to country, but they die in God. You've heard these words before. They were spoken over a great battlefield honoring soldiers who died there. We are met on a great battlefield. We have come to dedicate a portion of it as a final resting place for those who died here that the nation might live. This we may in all propriety do, but in a larger sense we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have hallowed it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. Lincoln, of course, in his Gettysburg Address. So we've gathered this weekend for many, unfortunately, it's, it's the first day of summer. It's, it's school getting out. It's family get-togethers. It's, it's ball games. It's the Indy 500. Is that still on today? You know, uh, that's what the weekend is. But we've gathered in, to worship um, on Memorial Day to remember. This day was set aside, not as one might expect, to commemorate the the brave moments, the glorious victories of the past. No, no, there are days um, of fireworks and and patriotic boasting um, that are set aside for that purpose. But this day, we set aside to remember our tragic losses. For people who do not remember where they came from, And at what cost they are here. They're not self-sufficient. They're self-centered. Look around at all we have today. And then remember that once we were a people who hated evil and who loved our country and family and, and faith enough that there were those who cared enough to give it all up. Amen.